Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. Welcome back to another edition of the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safey here with former Michigan basketball player Ant Wright, our analyst here on On3, high school basketball, college basketball. You can find him on Twitter at It's Ant Wright. He's all over the place doing his live streams as well for the Michigan games, some other games uh, where he's given his live reaction. So definitely worth the follow there. Uh, I'm sure, Ant, and we were talking uh, before we went live here that uh, last night, pretty fun one for you and, uh, you know, for all the people watching there. Michigan with a blowout win over number three, Purdue, 82-58. to 58. Not many saw that one coming, especially on a quick turnaround after an ugly win over Penn State on Tuesday night, but the Wolverines get it done. Um, let's talk about that game, and, and we'll talk about Michigan's resume because it obviously was massive for that. They jumped up 17 spots in the net. They moved up 20 spots in Ken Palm. Uh, but in terms of this game specifically, to me, the most surprising part was you held the number one offense in the country to 58 points uh, to their lowest points per possession in 13 months. Um, you know, So we're talking about a stellar defensive performance from a team that hasn't been good on defense all season. They've been actually really bad, and they were regressing coming into this game. Uh, it felt like to me, would you see, you know, starting on the defensive side of the ball from Michigan, what they were able to do? Because it, it was pretty impressive. They mixed in the zone, which actually worked this time. The press uh, worked as well. Uh, what did you see from the Wolverines on defense? Well, they did a much better job uh, handling Ivy. I think Ivy still got kind of like what he gets to. Um, yeah. Took him 12 times. shots to get 16, I think, is what it the, was. But the five turnovers. Yeah. And when you are a Purdue team who struggles with creation, like they're very, very good, very, very good team. But their only guy who could do any creating right now is Jaden Ivey. And when he's not able to um, get in the paint at will, get get downhill, that's kind of been their Achilles heel this year is their is their point guard play not being able to handle the ball in tough situations, operating the pick and roll. Uh, and, and Michigan did a really good job on their shooters, closing out hard, forcing shots from like 25, 26 feet rather than 23, 24. Like that matters being a foot or two further. Um, you have a different trajectory and shot strength and all that. And you're a little bit off rhythm. Um, did a really good job there. Uh, they did a good job with, you know, with just mainly their shooters because Trevion kind of got what he wanted, which, you know, he's a very good player. Edie, same deal. Um, but they held Sasha Stefanovic in check for the most part. Uh, they didn't let Mason Gillis go off for two, three, four threes. Um, and that helps. And they had a couple of really good runs. I think that the way that they started the game uh, and the way they started the second half really separated the game for them, you know, going, uh, you know, up nine at half halftime. And then, you know, I had a halftime green room and all that. And, and I'm saying, I'm like, Hey, look, they, the team who goes plus five next is going to feel really, really good. So who's going to, who's going to be 
15 to 10 in when it comes to halftime, you know, like, like, uh, no, when it comes to the second half, who's going to be 10 to five, who's going to be 12 to seven. And that was Michigan. They jumped out to 14, 15 points. And then you could start to feel that they felt like, okay, this is happening, but we're just going to play and have fun. And then you saw them get to 20 for another plus five, plus six. And that's where you're like, okay, this is game. Let's just finish the the uh, the uh, the uh, game outright. But the way that they got to their shooters um, was very impressive. Was very very impressive, and they were able to get Jaden Ivey uncomfortable by cutting his right hand off as much as they could in the second half. And that's so hard to do because he's so fast and so strong. No doubt. Um, and when you speak of those runs that they went on in, in you know the second half, like I was thinking up nine. And I was thinking at half as well, like, this is a dangerously, like, it looks like a really, really good lead. And obviously, you want to be, you would much rather be up nine than than just about anything else against Purdue. That's damn tough to do. Uh, I don't think they trailed by that many at half against any team this season. Only three losses coming in. But I was like, man. They didn't one- score for six minutes in the first half. Yeah, Michigan only had, like, a seven-point lead. I'm like, oh my goodness! Exactly. No, 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 no. I'm like, man, like that was it. I felt that 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 was it. I felt that was their opportunity, and they're gonna have to be in a dogfight from there on. But uh, they kept their foot on their their uh, throat and just slowly squeezed the the uh, life life out of them throughout the entire game. It was nice yeah. to see. No, absolutely, and that's what it, it was like. Every time Michigan was due for one of those dry spells and those scoring droughts that they've had all season long, it felt mm-hmm. like a guy like Eli Brooks hit a three or Caleb Houston cashed in on a three or Musa Diabate had a, a nice roll to the rim, and he was he was diving great uh, you know, towards the rim. He had the sweet lefty dunk uh, you know, that was just perfectly placed there w- with their defenders. I mean, Michigan. That was also nice. That was also nice. Like yeah. you, you just mentioned three names without mentioning Hunter. Right. Like, that, like that's a great point. Hunter having to bail him out. Oh, Hunter had to do this. Hunter had to do that. The fact that guys really stepped up tonight and um, tonight, like last night, but um, you know they had you know, they had you know like De- Devonte getting to the paint, really getting to their to the house of the defense and getting guys turning around. Then he's picking them apart with good passes then guys are just making shots, and it's not just Hunter. It was everybody, and I think that was the difference because Purdue didn't have one guy that they had to shut down. They had to shut the faucet off on, on everybody, and and that's just hard hard to do in college. No doubt, and, and Michigan hasn't had many nights like that. Like We've been talking about all season, like we need a third scorer for them to show up for this offense to, and it's been a good offense for the most part, but it's been inconsistent, but you don't have that third guy night in night out. Well, this time you had five, you know, all five starters were in double figures. All five starters made over four field goals. Um, Devonte Jones was fantastic with 10 assists to two turnovers. Like you mentioned, like he was getting in the paint. He just felt like he was just under control. Like some of those like passes with the zip he had on it and, you know, knowing where a guy was on the other side of the floor without even looking at him and then turning and, and whipping it over there kind of reminded me almost of Xavier Simpson at his best running that ball screen. It was the best he's been, in my opinion, all season long on the offensive side. He played good defense as well. And then, I mean, Eli, 
8-0 run, or not 8-0 run, but an 8-2 run, eight straight points for Michigan in the second half. Um, you know, having him do that, you know, even though he's been inconsistent as well, I think it was massive, uh, as you mentioned. I mean, Hunter was still good, like, and he hit yeah. four threes. And um, I wanted to ask you about this because Musa Diabate said something really interesting in the post game where, you know, playing their big men five days ago, like that quick turnaround, everyone was like, oh, God, they got to play Purdue twice in five days. But Musa said that was actually an advantage because you could kind of feel them out. You understand what they're – what it's like to play a guy like Zach Eady at seven foot four and Travion Williams, who's so skilled at six foot eleven, and then to turn around and do that again, it's not easy. Still, the second time, but they kind of had a feel. They knew what they could do. Like they knew what shots they could get, what shots were going to get blocked. From your experience as a player, I guess how important is that? And like maybe is that something we overlooked coming into this stretch that it actually might be advantage? Like, hey, you know, we were able to see what they can do, and now we can make our adjustments and, and go attack them. Yeah, I mean, as soon as I saw that the game, that the two games were going to be within five days, I'm like, this is a great opportunity to split um, because you do have that familiarity with the team. It doesn't matter how how good they are. And um, I said this um, a couple of days ago. I was like, like, look, last year, I remember Oakland, I believe they, they played right state. Oakland beat Wright State by 40, like 40 or 45 points. But because of like the whole COVID thing, they were playing the the, the following day too. Beat them by 40 or 45. The next day they, they like lost by 10. Like how does that happen? You know what I mean? And because of the because of two things, two things. One, you have a you just played them five days ago is one. Two, you both had games in between. Three, Purdue beat – that was a highly emotional game for them to beat Illinois because that was – you're talking like, hey, this is going to be for first place. They beat them by, what, like 15, 16? Yep, handled um, them. Yep. Yeah. And then, you know, lastly, Purdue beat Michigan – in a two-possession game at home, what was Purdue talking about changing in a win, even though it was, it was close, right? Michigan came in. They they just – they were right there. They were down four with the ball, right? And they made a turnover and got it to six, and they, then they turned it, all, turned it over again, and then they just couldn't really break that bubble, right? So you're in a game where, like, Michigan was in pretty much the entire game despite two pretty decent Purdue runs. And Michigan was the team making all the adjustments. And Purdue only had one-day prep. And that one-day prep, they also had to travel to Ann Arbor. You know? So I'm I'm not sure if they came in day of or they came in, like, like in between the Illinois and Michigan game. But that's a lot going on for them. That's true. And yeah. And so when you look at it like that, it's like, you know, you know, Michigan should have split the game. And but that's not going to show up on the net like, oh, well, they had all these, you know, with context, like, like, no, you they just beat the number three team in the country by what 24 points. Like it was it was a it was an absolute blowout. So mm-hmm. um you take that and you run with it and uh you enjoy it and then just move on. 
and before we move on to talking about the resume as a whole, because obviously, you know, I was looking at T rank Bart Torvik's website, uh, you know, coming into this game, they were under 50% chance to make the NCAA tournament. Now they're at 70.5. So we'll talk about that in a second. Two things real quick that I wanted to ask you about before we get to that was one, Jawan Howard saying they got back at three in the morning after the Penn state game on early, you know, that's, that's early Wednesday morning before this Thursday game, he pulled his players in their film session the next day and the staff and said, you know, how many hours of sleep did you get last night? On average, it was four. Um, did you ever have any sort of quick turnarounds like that, that, uh, you know, where it's like, man, how could we possibly play? But somehow you're able to get that energy going. And then also that just reminded me of the John Beeline, what was it, 14 or 15 uh, year when when uh, he was like, man, Spike's got class in the morning and he was just complaining about the late tips. I mean, those can, those can be brutal, but it's just so perfect that it was spiked that had class the next That's day. so, that's so, that's so him. That's so him. I remember we were stuck and um, we had, I believe we had come back. We were losing to Indiana at assembly hall by like 21 year. And then we came back and won the game in like overtime or something. And it was late. It was super late. Um, it was like dead a winner. And our plane was like messed up, and so we were in a we were in Indiana till like two three in the morning, and we didn't get back till like oh man we didn't get back till man it had to be like four at the earliest, and I had eight a.m. the next morning, and I have class checkers, so it's like. <laughs> like, okay, do I get some more rest or do I run a bunch of sprints at practice? And the sprint series that JB had was not worth it. So, you know, I I got like two great five-hour energies, pumped those down, and I was out of there. I was gone. Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. That's great. So, I mean, obviously, it's a thing in college basketball. Um, you and Spike have to get to class. So, you know, that, that's – and Juwan mentioned that too, that, that, you know, the guys have class the next day. The second thing I wanted to ask you about real quick is the court storming, which has been – there's a lot mm -hmm. of people complaining about that they storm the court. This should be expected at Michigan. You were a preseason top-10 team. I know you had your little freestyle rap that you did that I watched this morning. So check that out if for the people on his Twitter. But um, – you know, I thought it was like, hey, there wasn't a great crowd in, in terms of attendance. It was not. It was, man. Yeah. I said something in the first half, and I was like, yo, like, that's really disappointing. It was, 
it was really disappointing. It, there wasn't many there, but I, I will give the students that were there credit from the jump. Uh, and obviously they had a lot to cheer about, but they were really energized. They were fired up. The uh, older crowd, you know, in the rest of the bowl, uh, especially the lower bowl, like they only stood up a few times and, and really, you know, let them have it. But I'll give the students that were there a lot of credit. Um, so I was like, hey, you know, if they want to storm the court, like, I mean, storm the court. It hasn't been a great year so far. It's a top five win. Those don't come very often. First one in Jawan Howard's tenure, despite having a lot of success already so far. So where do you stand on the whole thing? And and I think you had a great point where it's like, it's not that deep. It doesn't really matter that much. Um, it's like, I was nothing to get angry about. Like, yeah. I was freestyling with my stream people. Like, there was like 100, 150 in there. And, you know, we, we always have fun. In there right and so like for some reason i have to use like a separate app for espn because like they like block the stream and all so i have to like use like a separate app when i use that separate app there's there's like no game sound so i've been playing uh lakey inspired if you don't know who that is instrumental god like love his stuff so i'm playing his stuff just throughout the whole stream and then you know, I'm talking to people or, you know, we're vibing and then the game ends and then I just bust it out in a rap. And then the nice thing I know, I see them storming the court and then I just started rapping about that. Like, like, uh, so I was having fun, fun with that. Now, when I, when it comes to storming the court itself, um, here's what I'll say. I think that give it some context you know, these kids have been cooped up for a long, long time. They haven't been able to really experience college this, the same way as kids had just four years prior or three years prior. Um, they were able, able to have four years of fun, four years of just doing whatever they wanted without any type of consequence or repercussion. You know, they're, they're not worried about this or that. Um, but these kids, you know, like they've, like they've had to deal with a, lo- a lot of stuff and, um, especially if these are like juniors and seniors who have had their college experience ripped, ripped away from them. Um, hey, I am all for it. I'm all for it. Uh, I don't mind. I don't mind that at all. Now, from a program standpoint, um, Michigan is a top 10 program, and they've been a top 10 pro program for me in the last 10 years, right? Um and, you know, st- storming the court is almost like, hey, you know, you should be above this. Um, like, I, you know, you wouldn't see Michigan State storming the court. You wouldn't see Duke storming the court. You wouldn't see Kansas storming the court. You won't see North Carolina storming the court. And, uh, you know what I mean? So I get it from that standpoint, too. And it's, it's you know, it's almost like, as of now, like, you know, giving it context, like it's, it's like not really a big deal for me. It's like, it's not something that I'm going to just like complain about. Now, if you're on Twitter, just going off and complaining tweet after tweet after tweet, you have, you need to relax, like calm down a bit. Um, But all I had was a freestyle and I was just, you know, rapping about it. And of course people are like, what was your reaction to the court storm? I was like, okay, here's my reaction to it. You know, here's what I did. I busted out a rap and they did it and I freestyled over it. You know, it's whatever. I had fun. They had fun. It's a win-win. You know? No, I agree. I, I had no problem with it. You, 
I see both sides of it a thousand percent on, in terms of the program perception and all of that. And Michigan is a great program. You know, they were supposed to be as good or actually better, you know, pick to win the big 10 than Purdue. So, um, I, I see it from that aspect as well, but I thought it was cool to see the, I mean, the fans that were there, especially that actually was a kind of a defining factor for me was like, I was disappointed to start the game at just how many people were there. Like in even the students in the upper deck for bigger games, they're usually on their feet. There wasn't even enough of them to do that. So they were all sitting down. So it's like, if you're going to go, I guess, you know, it's more like shove it in the face of the fans that didn't go. It's like, we're going to have some fun. We're going to do something here. So, uh, that's kind of where I stood on it. Um, we're going to take a quick break and talk about our favorite sponsor, Manscaped, uh, before we move on and get to Ohio State and Michigan's resume. But uh, and a little poem that we have here. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Don't let a wild pube wreck you. Uh, Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. Well, it's coming up in just three days, right? So V-Day, uh, it's time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. We have our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code 20 Blue for 20% off and free shipping. Uh, they just sent us the number one product in all of men's grooming, which is the Lawnmower 4.0, an electric trimmer designed to trim hair on loose skin, um, and it's just great technology. They also sent us the shampoo. They sent us t-shirts, all that. And we're going to get, um, I'm going to get your address after this. We'll, we'll get them sent over to you as well, because they take care of everybody here at the Wolverine. But, uh, you know, what do you think so far on, on just how I did on that ad read? We got Valentine's day coming up manscaped, a great sponsor, elite job, elite work. <laughs> there you go. So 20 go blue is the promo code there. Go and do that right now. Um, as we mentioned, Michigan, you know, their NCAA tournament chances skyrocket after this game, but there's still plenty of work to do for me. Nothing's changed in terms of that number of wins they need in the Big Ten, and I still have that at 11. Um, I think if you get there in the Big Ten tournament, that could probably be enough as well. Um, but to be safe, I think you want to go 11-9 and nine in conference. Now they're 7-5. and five. Super tough road ahead. You know, you still have like one easy game, quote-unquote, against Rutgers, a team you already lost to. But other than that, it's going to be he's tough. He's also hungry to get back on the bubble. You know? Yes. So that, that's, no, that's, that's a great point as well. And they just beat Ohio State. Ohio State coming in on Saturday. Then you go at Iowa, at Wisconsin. It doesn't get easier from here. But to get this one under your belt gives you a little bit of a, not a cushion, but you know a boost in terms of your resume. Like you're at seven already with a top-five win massive as we mentioned they jump up in the net they jump up in ken palm and now this looks like a team that has potential you know not to compete for the big 10 or anything like that although eli brooks said you know he's not conceding that which i liked that comment from him even if it's not realistic uh but to be a team that could could you know earn a bid what's that two and a half games back i know it's true all you need is purdue to lose again and Need to beat Wisconsin, what, both times? Do they play once or twice? Um, I want to say twice. I want to say twice. And then you, know, you got Illinois, you got to beat them. But, I mean, they're only two and a half games back. And, you know, it's, it is kind of still right there. It's kind of still right there. Wisconsin um, once. My bet on Wisconsin that. Wisconsin once. So okay. we, here's the schedule. Ohio State at home, 
at Iowa, at Wisconsin, Rutgers at home, Illinois at home, Michigan State at home, Iowa at home, Ohio State on the road to close out the regular season. So it's still tough. It's still tough. I mean, you're talking about seven quad one games um, out of eight, and your eighth is a team who's pretty much in kind of in your. You guys are in the in the same plane right now. Um, I mean, they they you know I said over the last ten regular season games, you know, at minimum they need to go six and four, um, six and four, and then they would need to get I believe two wins in the Big Ten tournament to feel good about things. Uh, I think that will put them at like nineteen and fourteen or nineteen and fifteen. Um, which I think would get them into the NCAA tournament. Um, getting the Purdue win was huge. Getting the Penn State win was also huge because you couldn't lose that game. Uh, you couldn't lose that game, and and you get your the the most difficult game in that ten game stretch. You win that game, and then now you you just need to find four more. You know, you beat Rutgers. Find three more quad ones. With the way that your schedule has worked, where where that's you don't enough, have I think that's losses, that's going to be enough. Yeah, that should be enough. So just find your three quad ones, and then don't lose to Rutgers. And I think you'll be back in the in the driver's seat because look around the country, man. Like other schools don't really have this luxury of playing this many quad one games to to finish out because. The ACC's been has been tripping. Like they don't they they're a bunch of quad two and quad three teams in there. Um, not everybody plays Duke twice. You know they you know a lot of teams play Duke once, and that's really the only top seven lock. Um, Miami should should be in there. Um, man, UNC is now back on the back on the bubble. As crazy as that sounds. Um, even though UNC blasted Michigan, which is like wild how the metrics work with all that, but it is what it is at this point. Um, but they're playing good basketball at the right time. Um, they cannot have a I, they could not have a letdown game just because you beat Purdue. Uh, I think Purdue had a letdown game against Michigan after beating Illinois. Michigan can't go into this game. Um, with they have to handle success. And I think that's something that this team hasn't really had to do this year is handle success. Um, this is their first ranked win, you know, top five, but, a, but this is their first ranked win this year. They have to be able to, to take that win, throw it away, regroup and come back ready and still focused coming into Ohio state where not coming into a game against Ohio State in Chrysler. But this is um, – they have to deal with success here because Ohio State had the ball up eight against Rutgers with 3.30 left in that game. And they let Rutgers close close it out with the 10-0 run. They're feeling that. And they're going to bring that to the game. Michigan just celebrated a huge win. And they're on, and they're on cloud nine. You know what is their mentality going to be in that game? Um, this this is ripe for Ohio State to win. B- 
based off of those context cues. But this is going to tell you a lot about Michigan if they come out and win this game too. This 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 game is going to tell me so much about where this team is mentally. Like were they, like were they? You know, I'm not going to say resting on their laurels, but were they like? Did they go? Did they exhale after the Purdue game, or are they like, no, nah, we need to, we need to refocus and relock in. We have an All American first round pick coming in here again this Saturday who we need to take care of yeah no I think those are great points and you're right about Purdue like it it did feel like that classic game there's something about the Big Ten where when you have a big win you're pretty ripe for the picking the next game and then when you have a big loss or like you blow a game you're pissed off or if if Michigan's case you know you played Purdue five days ago like you're gunning for them. Purdue was thinking about Illinois, and then yesterday or two days ago, the day before they played Michigan, they were probably still thinking about the Illinois win. So it's just the way it goes in the Big Ten, probably more so than any other conference I've seen in college basketball because, um, like, every game's a rivalry almost, and, you know, you have yeah. that history with each other. It's just that's what makes it so fun, in, in my opinion, too. When you talk about Michigan having a letdown, though, I'm worried about also a physical letdown. You've had – um, Hunter Dickinson was working through something last night. He, uh, like right lower leg. Right yeah. Lower something leg like, it looked like maybe a groin, uh, Anthony Broom and I were trying to play doctor from the, the cheap seats up there and the, the, they stick they us were at the looking press. At, it was the, it, it looked like around his IT band. Do you know where your IT is? No, so you're, I'm not so, a doctor. <laughs> sorry. So, it, so it's like where your knee down the side of your leg to your outside ankle there's a band right there okay um and he was like holding that like holding like around there uh for the most part so i'm not sure um what was going on with him and uh that's why it's so imperative if they could just get through this game they have like four days yeah i think five yeah because you go saturday to thursday at iowa and yeah you know, so that's going to be big. And But I wrote this after the game against Penn State, even without knowing that Hunter was working through something. Now thinking back, I mean, I remember the camera shots of him on that little bike on the sideline, even against Penn State. So maybe it's something that's kind of lingering for him uh, because he was doing the same thing last night. And I remember the only guy that really does that over the last couple of years was Isaiah Livers, just about every yeah. time he would come out. But I was thinking, I man. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do the bike because <laughs> I get too tired. I'm like, yo, this is not keeping me warm. Right. It's like you got to work out. You got to work out while you're taking a break from working out. Basically. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. No, but like by, I, I know I wrote after the Penn State game that by Saturday night, we'll see what Hunter Dickinson looks like because he's had to play over 35 minutes in these games. He has had to carry the load. Now, he got more help last night, but he still was working his ass off out there. So, him, not only him, but. All these other guys, all the starters played over, I think, 34 minutes last night it was. So these guys are going to be tired. It's something, at a certain point, it's not mental anymore, (laughs) and it's just something physical. The bitch has got to step up. Yeah, The bitch has got to step up. But they haven't. You know, Even even last night, two points from the bench. I think it was six the other night. And we know know exactly which two points it was. It was that crazy pass from Hunter off the rebound to Brandon Johns. Yep. And Brandon dunked it. Those were the only two points. It's crazy. Those are the only two points. The bench hasn't really they've um they they need to they need to add something. And I think it's gonna be up to T Will and Brandon, in my yes. opinion, 
Um, Frankie, uh, Frankie needs to within six feet. He needs to just start going up. I say dunk the ball, but you need to go up and jump as high as you can. He's crazy. He draws fouls a lot when he does that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Use your. He can't shoot at the free throw line, but or outside the paint, we get that. Not yet, right? He'll get there. Um, but not not dogging him. Not dogging. Like no more threes, no more jumpers. Get to the paint. Use your athleticism and create. Share the ball. Where you're at the rim, like not doing the little scoops, a lot of like, like, look, you're an athlete, like use, like use the gifts that you've been given. Um, Kobe, um, he's got to hit his open threes. He gets two a game. Yeah, he gets. Yeah. And the first one, like it sailed, sailed. Um, You know, he's, he's got to be ready. He's got to be, he's got to be ready to shoot the ball and make the ball. Um, and you know, you know he's pretty long and athletic. Like when you're driving, drive for a purpose. Don't drive just to like thinking that's what you should do. You know, and 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 that's why I'm like back to Brandon Johns and T. Will. Like those are guys who we've seen score in double digits. You know, they had the big game against Indiana, which I think they were a huge reason why Michigan won that Absolutely. game. Absolutely, because when they came in, level of play like went up. You know. That needs to happen. That needs to happen for you know, Michigan to take that next step because they're not going to be able to play Hunter and like Devontae, you know, guys who are a little bit bigger, like all these minutes, because that's just going to wear them down. And they're not going to have anything when it comes time for, you know, like tournament time and the NCAAs and all that. So um, the bench has got to give us something. It's got to give us something. Mm-hmm. I agree. And uh, so, everybody, that, that's going to be our show for today. Saturday night, a big one again against Ohio State at Chrysler. They're honoring Rudy T at halftime as well. We're going to actually get to talk to him before the game. So uh, stay tuned for some content from a Michigan basketball legend there. Another Michigan basketball legend, Ant Wright. Appreciate you joining us here. Everyone go follow him, as I said, at It's Ant Wright on Twitter. He's got his streams. He's got his, all of his content as well. He's doing his stuff with us. He's also got his fire hat on that he did a giveaway of the other day that I saw. So uh, if you want to get a giveaway of uh, some fire ant right gear, go and uh, follow him over there as well. And uh, what, he's about to show us something. That's if crispy. Lions fan, I got a Lions giveaway coming up uh, probably sometime this week. So Okay. So yeah. if you needed another reason to follow Ant Wright, there it is for the Lions fans out there that are a little <laughs> sad slash conflicted about the Super Bowl and Matt Stafford and all that. You could possibly win a hat. So go and do that, and uh, we'll see everyone next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.